All right, welcome back, New River Valley. This is Mark Tapp with Keith Weltons, and you're listening to AM Hodgepodge. Yeah, welcome back. This has kind of turned into one gigantic beer segment. Uh, it's not. It's all right. We're throwing in, we threw in a little bit of sports conversation. We threw in rock, some rock and roll. What do you, what do you got next? Well, so I, the rule has always kind of been I stay out of sports with beer. Yeah, and you're going to stick to that? No. Okay. I'm going to break the rules. And I can do that now because I know what your ball over beer was, and I'm not going to infringe on that. Okay. What is it? Uh, but the last segment we had talked a little bit about, you mentioned Bud Weiser products. Mm-hmm. And this week, the UFC announced right. that Bud Light is its official beer in partnership. I mentioned that off the air. With Anheuser-Busch. Yeah. You? Yeah. I mentioned that off the air, dude. Yeah. Uh, so... Number one, I'm just announcing that. But number two, I'm surprised. I, I don't think you could get, of course, so this is me looking in, right? thinking, and I'm a fan of UFC. I love watching mm-hmm. the fights. Um, but, but Official I, sponsor I, or official beer sponsor? Uh, official, well, official beer. Okay. In partnership with Anheuser-Busch. Yeah. Now, they had been... Um, I think it was uh, it was either Madeo or Corona. Was Modelo? Was Madeo. Yeah. So Modelo. So in twenty, uh, for the first several years of UFC up to twenty seventeen, Bud Light was the sponsor. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. for whatever reason, probably money, mm-hmm. <laughs> in twenty seventeen, uh, Modelo took that contract. Right. And it's been the, the official beer up until now. Mm-hmm. So UFC is going back. And uh, UFC is is now part of WWE as well. Right, um, is going back to Bud Light as its uh, as its official beer, and it just shocks me because it it, it seems like you couldn't get farther apart with values. Now Dana White will right. tell you that the reason they're going back to Bud Light is because their values align uh, uh, more consistently. With Bud Light, right? So um, his rationale behind that is that, for instance, uh, Budweiser reversed a couple of things. So um, they realized and are still realizing because the overall sales are still down about twenty four percent. They realized that they hurt um, bars, dist- uh, convenience stores. Um, the distributor themselves, the local distributor, and um, even in some cases, event venues um, along the way. Well, during all of that, there's a, a chain of people that are hurt also because they're experiencing fewer tips, fewer hourly wages, fewer um, uh, beer runs, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. So the company stepped up and said, well, we're going to buy back all of that beer at the um, street value. Um, we're going to put additional monies in promotion, and we're going to go ahead and um, do our best. Now, they did lay off people. They laid people off at the company. And I'm not here to tell you that they, those people need to be laid off or not. But the value that Dana is speaking to is that they're trying to keep – uh, the problem that they created, their problem, Bud's problem, right? And suck up the costs. The problem with all of this is they haven't fixed the problem. 
So, which, quite frankly, is at this point in time is unfixable. It is yeah. unless unless you can get a sustained contract with the most. Uh, I'm going to be a little bit uh, maybe countercultural here. The most manly sport on the planet, which is uh, two men beating the tar out of each other. Well, so so here's the thing. Okay. Um, the contract, it's my understand, standing is not a record contract. So it's not like uh, the Medeo one came up, which it did, and then they were outbid by 20%. Medeo just said, and so, so you don't think that no. Budweiser made a no. sweetheart deal no. so they could be part no. of the. No, of in fact, meeting. it was just more of a baton transfer. So during this exact same period of time where. Over the last five years, Budweiser's lost about thirty percent of the market share, twenty four percent in a in a staggering six months, but but six uh, percent over another f- four and a half months. Because once again, this all started in April of this year, mm-hmm. right? So, um, uh, Madeo, on the other hand, has gained roughly thirty five percent. Yeah, so why would you as a as a franchise owner go with a failing brand rather than a succeeding brand? Well that's the whole deal. That the they're just paying for the rights of the name. No different than a stadium will take it and call it MetLife Stadium or they'll call it uh um uh you know whatever name that someone wants uh uh into it. Sure. Whatever. The point I'm trying to make here is that um, Modeo no longer needs the brand recognition because they have so much uh, momentum at their back. The fact that uh, Budweiser has refused to pivot on their mistake and are just spending dollars to try and reinforce something that the majority, well, I shouldn't say the majority, that 24% of all drinkers don't agree with. They're trying to spend money like like water to try to win that 24% back. But they don't need to do that. They just need to tell that 24% we're sorry. So instead, they're just spending money they don't have to. And the other companies, whether they're Heineken, Modeo, and that you go down it, they've all been now being they're, – they're handing over their contracts to Budweiser throughout all sports in every continent. And they don't – it's not mattering to them. They're just the, – the, the momentum that they have lost is so great yeah. that that – uh, you're fighting potentially – what it reminds me of is the Dallas Cowboys. So it's like the Dallas Cowboys are spending god-awful amount of money to try to get back to where they were 20 years ago. Right. Right? And they spend it every single year. And the Yankees are doing it too. So yet they're not ever in at, at the end. You've got Texas Rangers and the Diamondbacks mm-hmm. in the uh, Major League Baseball. Right, and the two teams they beat out were Philadelphia and the Houston Astros. So there's no major market teams there; they're they're all gone, and you're f- spending tons of money to give the impression that you're the top dog when you're not. So do you think uh, it's a it's a strategic move by let's say Modelo 
and they're just saying, fine, you're not going to get that market share back. Right. We're not going to lose any market share. Right. Spend your brains out. Right. Right. Modeo will spend the money somewhere else. Yeah. So Modeo will have all that money freed up to spend on who knows what else. Yeah. Right. Maybe they'll maybe they'll expand their brand. Maybe they'll go and buy a craft brewer or two that Budweiser's having to sell in order to supplement those, this this uh, uh, experiment of let's dump more money into brain recognition. Yeah. You know I. I Personally, I'm not a marketing guy. I'm not the guy. But when I look at it and those commercials come on, nothing is saying to me that this is fixable for what you're trying to do. It's just another commercial. And I don't have a a dog in this fight. I don't care if the commercial is good or bad. Mm -hmm. I, I don't turn it. I don't scoff at it. But I do look at it and go, man, it just seems to me. That this that the fix here is so simple, and that one company is outdoing the other with less money and less work, because the other person just keeps digging, yeah. and they they're using finances to dig the hole deeper, as opposed to stopping and filling in the hole. Yeah, that's my feeling. I'm going to shift gears on you now. Would you? I mean, I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. Now I don't know, and I don't know if it's fixable. Yeah, I don't know I don't if it know was. I don't. Fixable. I don't know if it's fixable. But the longer it goes, it, it's not a trend anymore. It's the baseline. Yeah. Now, I, what I do know is the Bud Light brand has not recovered at all. No. Um, some of their other brands, some of the Anheuser Busch brands, absolutely. Bush, yeah, as being one of them, they got tons um, of good brands. They are starting to see some of their people come back. Sure. Um, but I don't think I don't think Bud Light comes back from this. And, and and like you said, the longer it goes, unfortunately for them, there are strategic advantages inside the store that. Uh, help them hold on to Correct. their their uh, status, and they're losing those strategic advantages too. So, Correct. just simply because the vendors are, if the, if they stay, they're losing confidence in the brand, right? So they don't want to stay with it. That, that's a losing game. When you walk into a convenience store or a grocery store and you see their beer sitting warm, yeah, on an in cap, that's all you need to know. Yeah. So. All those beers should be cold, and there should be tons of them in the back in cold, and they should just be feeding it all day long. But when they're filling up an in cap with that, there is no point of sale because people don't buy, typically, warm beer. Right. right. And so uh, it's telling you that that regardless of what they're trying to do, the stores have said, I can't do that. Mm. Yeah. All right. So, like I said, I'm going to shift gears on you. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were with Bush because since with all of the racing and stuff like that. No. Okay. So, we've talked about Singtao beer okay. here in the, in the studio. Singtao is the second largest brewer in China. Okay. So, another big name story, kind of like Budweiser. Right. Only, uh, and, and this brings up a whole different set of strategies from a competition standpoint, uh, what we were talking about, Modelo and Budweiser, and I was Bush. So um, just in the last week, a video surfaced of a man in a grain bin in the Singtao Brewery 
urinating in the grain. That's not part of the true procedure, is it? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> that's a that's a funny question. No, it is not. It's some guy, and and now Singtao has has uh, publicized that the person taking the film mm-hmm. video videoing this guy and the guy that's in the bin are not Singtao employees. Okay, so they wandered into the factory somehow into the brewery. This guy climbs into the bin. Is it sorghum? No, it's it's uh, malt. Uh, malt. Right. Okay. It's malt. He's he's wading through the malt. You know, he he kind of looks around like he's going to do something he shouldn't do, and he whips it out and he goes to the bathroom right there. Sure. And uh, of course, now everybody wants the the, the restaurants, mm-hmm. the stores. They all want their money back. Right. Just like everybody wanted it back with Bud Light. Mm-hmm. Um, this is doing a lot of damage to Singtao. And um, uh, especially in apparently uh, South Korea, they're just they've just flat out stopped buying Singtao beer. Um, I I bring it up because what what strikes me is now if you're a third tier, second tier brewer, um, and, and you're really wanting to have oh, that, oh yeah, right? what you're saying yeah. I mean, create a firestorm. Yeah, going back to the Modelo not doing the not up in the contract, and I'm not saying they would do this, but uh, but but a, a nefarious actor mm-hmm. could simply say, "Listen, dude, I'm going to give you two million dollars. Get yourself into that factory. Get a buddy. Mm-hmm. Take a film of you peeing in the in the fermenter, mm-hmm. and and put it on YouTube." The problem with the with that, and I agree with you as far as the nefarious folks, but any of that ever that was found out, the uh, company that was harmed would own the other company. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is true. But just a little bit shocking. We're in, and not only you know, I mean, the, the culture, the cancel culture mm-hmm. world that we're in uh, could just spiral out of control. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I've got one more thing here. Then sure. We'll let everybody go for the day. Uh, this is also we had a lot of news with brewing uh, this week. So um, between 2012 and 2022, do you want to speculate on the rate of growth of breweries in Virginia? 2012 to 2022. Yeah. Probably. I'll give you a hint. No, it, it, it's I know it went up over 500 percent. So I'm going to get get my number here. It went from like. Forty to let, let me give you let me six hundred fifty percent. Let me give you a hint. So uh, in twenty twenty or twenty twelve, there were eighty seven breweries. Yeah. So I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm gonna say around five or six hundred percent. It's close. It's four hundred percent. Okay, four hundred. So uh, there are now uh, almost five hundred registered craft breweries. Okay. In, in Virginia. Yeah. Um. Of of three hundred and forty four, I guess it's not really almost five hundred. I don't know why they say this in the article. Um, of of the three hundred and forty four registered craft brewers in Virginia, fifty one percent are located in Loudoun, Fairfax, and Prince William's counties. Wow, they those breweries collectively produce more than four hundred and sixty 
thousand barrels of beer. Anyway. We had one of them in our first segment, the yeah. Solace. Yeah, Solstice, Solstice Brewing. Is, is it Solace or Solstice? Solstice. Are you sure? Yeah. Where's the can? It's right here. Is there a T in there? It's Solstice. Are you sure? There's no T in there. It's Solace, dude. S O L A C E. Good one. Oh, well, then there is a Solstice Brewing. Yeah, no, that's Solace. All right. Two different brewers. No wonder I couldn't find the beer on that on website. Because <laughs> you can't read the GAN, the big, the big letters. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh, – but, yeah, uh, back to that. When you go to the uh, stores, there is a significant amount of – you know, it says local, 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 local. There's a lot of them, and they do distribute. Um, and a lot of them don't, don't distribute outside of the area because their production capacity is being uh, soaked up uh, locally. So yeah, yeah. Now, uh, in this is Maryland specific, but I suppose it's probably pretty similar everywhere else. Uh, um, of the of the two hundred ninety five thousand barrels brewed in Maryland each year. Um, what percentage of that beer is consumed on site in tap rooms? Oof. In Maryland, yeah. like a percentage? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to guess 63%. 10. Really? Yeah. Wow. I was shocked. Because I know that's sort of the direction brewers are going right now. It's, yeah. Is going back to the tap Big time. Room. I thought it might be very, very, very high because. Of well, see that's the problem. They have uh, the one with the turtles and stuff. Uh, what I can't remember what that one is called, but they have a a, a, a brewery with turtles. I on. like turtles. Yeah, they do. In that brewery with the turtles, um, which is I think out of Maryland. I mean, out of uh, Baltimore, Terrapin Brewing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they 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 distribute everywhere. Yeah. So. Um, I see them. I, I see them all the time in the grocery store. But that Terrapin Brewing, that's exactly what it is, turtles. Well, that makes sense because Mar- the University of Maryland's mascot is a Terrapin. Now it all makes sense to me. I could never. Yeah. You know how it's like that it's moment where it all just. Yeah. Now it's all in your face and it all makes sense. I could never figure out why they use the turtles. They look like uh, the Ninja Turtles. But now it all makes sense. Okay. Okay. I got it. <laughs> all right. We managed to cobble a show together without a guest. Yeah. Next week, we've got some great, great, great guests and uh, looking forward to getting them in here in the studio. So we hope everyone has a great weekend. And thanks a lot for joining us. You've been listening to. Hey, I'm Hodgepodge. Hodgepodge.